Pattern Nation Pro Football Podcast. Yo, 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 you <laughs> filthy animals. How's it going? This is Ethan. This is Tutter Nation. I got Noah here. We got Christian here. Hey, hey. Father Alvarez, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Yeah. We yep. had to bring him back on. Uh, if you guys listened to the last episode, uh, I lost the last episode because <laughs> I thought that I was done with that project. So I deleted it, but it had our other episode on it. So you we, were well. Technically, you were done with the project. You just thought it was so bad, you trashed it. Yeah, so I actually, that's actually what happened. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I actually went in on your computer and deleted it because all of my tutters and shutters were wrong. Oh, yeah. so uh, yeah. genius! I just trying to save myself yeah. some face. So, yeah, yeah. If you if you're wondering what our tutters and shutters were, uh, make sure to visit us on Instagram to see. I think Troy posted those um, on Instagram, but. Uh, follow us there check it out we, we post we post content we post our tutters and shutters sometimes um trying to do that more regularly but speaking of troy troy is not with us again today he's not feeling too well uh didn't we didn't want to risk anything his son's not feeling too well either so if you want to uh just lift uh, your prayers up for him and uh just make sure just to you know let him just feel better and uh make let his son be okay and uh just a lot of craziness going on right now but uh, we are, we're still, we're still going to record the pod. Hopefully we can figure out a way to, to, uh, get some Bluetooth recording in so we can get, uh, phone calls and, and, you know, get Troy in via that. But this is a magical time of the year, despite the craziness mm-hmm. it's takes miss y'all. Give me a take. Hey, give me a take. I want to hear a take from Tutter Ooh, it's the season, man. It is. It's, it's the season for takes and joy, merriment. I'm excited. Mm. It is. It really is. And we, yeah, we can't, we couldn't let Christmas slip by without an episode, without a Christmas themed episode. This is Takes Miss. We're all going to give a take. Uh, I have mine prepared. Uh, I'm excited to see what you guys have prepared. Um, but I'll, I will go first. My take, my take's kind of an interesting one. It's a long one. It's more of like an opinion take. So what I did was I took all of the starting QBs and I put them into five different categories, like five different tiers, basically. And I'm going to, I'm going to read it off to you and I want to welcome you guys to challenge my take. If you guys are listening at home, um, you know, shoot us a message on Instagram, a review on Apple Podcasts if you want to challenge this this uh, quarterback tier list. Um, I have it in five categories. Number one is iconic. These are the guys that are like the face of their franchise. Number two is borderline, meaning um, I would welcome an argument for these for these guys. Number three is maybe someday. These are guys who are young, who are who are show potential, but haven't gotten to that point quite yet. Number four is uh, guys that have been proven in the past, but maybe they're at the end of their career or maybe they're not in a place where they're kind of the face of their franchise. And number five is they just haven't really stuck, meaning they've, they're just not that good. They just, they really, maybe they bounced around. Maybe they're, they're just, um, they're, they're just guys who haven't found their place, haven't excelled in, in their talent. So my first tier, iconic Face of the franchise, these are guys that you build a team around. I got Russell Wilson. I got Patty Mahomes. I got Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert, 
Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, and Ben Roethlisberger as the guys who I, th- I think they can they can represent their their franchise. And if you guys want to challenge us on the way, feel free to, or you can wait till the end. Or I'm you, just surprised to see Dak Prescott at that li- at that list, dude. It was he was the uh, he was like he's actually towards the yeah he's towards the end. Um, it's yeah it's, it's it took a while for me to accept it just because Romo was there for so long. And now they have this guy who, you know, he's 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 been on kind of like he's been on a team that's his rookie year was incredible first of all, and you know he's been on a team that I think is just a, has been on the cusp of being a great team, but I don't know if they really reached it. But still, I think his numbers don't lie. Yeah, you know, I think even last year he had, I think he had like the most accurate deep ball which I was statistically I was surprised to, to see that because you know I would always think Russ was but yeah so he made the list on there uh number two this is the shortest of all the lists this is borderline there's a guys that I think you could make a case to be in the top list but I think that uh that there's also you know an argument for them not to be and that's Ryan Tannehill Joey Burrow and Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield's really coming into his own. Burrow, you could argue also being in like the maybe someday category, but I think he's just gotten so much love that you could argue he's like, you know, he's the face of the Bengals now. Yeah, I like that. Uh, third category, maybe someday. These are guys who are young, who have maybe uh, had some criticism thrown at them, but they also show enough to say, hey, if they turn it around now, if they if they continue being being really good now, they will be these guys, and that's Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones, Tua Tungavailoa, Drew Locke, and now Jalen Hurts. Uh, actually, when I made this list, Carson Wentz was a starter, so I had to switch it up. Was Carson Wentz on maybe someday? <laughs> Carson, <laughs> Carson Wentz he was, was on tier maybe. six. He was a uh, kill him. Yeah, yeah, I think he was. On, yeah, he was in the bottom tier. He was the Wentz on the bench. Got yeah, it. yeah, because yeah. it's it's tough because it's like. He was he was coupled he or he was grouped in with Mike Glennon, <laughs> <laughs> the Mike Glennon category. <laughs> okay, number four. This one was the trickiest one. Um, these are guys who, uh, a lot of them have actually been the face of their franchise. A lot of them, if not all of them, um, but they're guys who are either just about to retire. They're like they're nearing the end. Um, it's hard to you know like there's, or they're like on a different team. So Drew Brees, I have because this is potentially his last year. It's hard to. It's hard to like keep him at the face and build a team around him if he's about to be gone. Um, I actually have Tom Brady on this list. He, you know, if he had stayed with the Patriots, I think he'd be. I keep him. I would put him on that number one tier. But now, I think it's hard for him to to be in that face of the franchise category when he's only going to be on the Bucks for, you know, maybe two years. I don't know, maybe longer. Cam Newton, kind of for the same reason, he switched teams. He kind of lost his. I think superstar type status. Like he was, he was the guy. He was that number one tier category on the Panthers. Uh, I got Matt Stafford on there again. Matt Stafford. I don't know. He's kind of for me. It's kind of just a disappointing career. You know, I don't know if we have much to show for Matt Stafford's career other than his toughness and a lot of like, I don't know, maybe really good stats or yeah. plays. Ethan, you look like you want to say something. Uh, I don't know if I actually want to say something, but, um, <laughs> I mean, he's but on, you will we, yeah, I always will. I always will have something to say, even if I don't. Um, I mean, he was, <laughs> I mean, he's been on the Detroit Lions his whole career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's testament enough. I mean, you can look at it. You Well, you can look at it this way. You can rate his 
success of his career based on before he was on the team, the Lions were perennial bad, a perennial bad team. It was mm-hmm. always like, why are they playing on Thanksgiving? Sure. They're like the worst team playing on Thanksgiving. You know, there's, I mean, how many, I mean, I remember being a kid, you know, I guess I, am I older than Matthew Stafford? Oh, that's sad. Um, <laughs> anyways, like, and actually he might, anyways, doesn't matter. But when you look at it, right, you look at it, you see, okay, me growing up, the Lions were like one in 10, two in it, you know, whatever it is, like not a lot of wins, yeah, a lot of losses. Only on Thanksgiving. 16 teams. Yeah. Yeah. And that was before Matthew Stafford. Then they got Matthew Stafford. Yeah. They had Megatron, you know, they had a handful like Galladay's pretty good, a handful of other players, but still they, once they got him, they at least had a solid quarterback True. consistently. And, you know, I don't know if they've made the play. I think they've maybe made the playoffs a few times with him. I mean, anybody? I'm know? sure they have. He had like if, if he never took them to the playoffs, I don't. I'd be shocked if he kept his. Yeah, but I'm pretty yeah. pretty positive. I, just like, can't, I can't yeah. remember off the top the, of my head. He like he he brought them into like okay, they're like a a consistent team. Like mm-hmm. every year in and year out, you're like you know what? the Lions could be you know could maybe be a good team, and then you know some weird stuff usually happens and they aren't a good team anymore. But like you know. I want to say he's a bad, you know, he's not bad. I no, mean, not at all. I, he's technically their franchise quarterback. He's been with them yeah. for a while now. So Yeah, they made the playoffs in 2016, 2014, and 2011, which I believe was all under Matt Stafford. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe? Uh, I mean, he's a he's a good quarterback. Like, in my opinion, I think he's he's way better than people give him credit for. He's just on such a bad team. Sure. And, like, he doesn't get the coaching he needs, like, I think if he were to go to another team, that you would see that team make the playoffs almost every year. Sure. I remember watching a video uh, a couple days ago. Um, I was just scrolling through Instagram, and it was this video of, like, uh, Matthew Stafford's first season. And he literally, like, his shoulder gets popped out of place. (laughs) He runs to the bench. They pop it back in. He comes back in for one play, throws a touchdown, and just, like, closes out the game they get a win he walks off and he's just like yeah i'm done i'm gonna go <laughs> get my shoulder yeah, checked out now. that's ridiculous right there like yeah. that's yeah that's it and that's a testament you know that's one thing about this tier this tier list is i don't know if i if i you know if i'm ranking it on skill you know necessarily um because yeah i think i think matt stafford he's not known for being like a sucky quarterback he's known for you know not ever reaching like a Super Bowl, not yeah. not really going anywhere deep in the playoffs. And it's really it's really kind of been a tough team around him. He was I'm sure the, you know, those uh those times with the playoffs was when he had like Megatron and mm-hmm. um, Megatron was crazy. And yeah. maybe a, a slightly better team. It is so it is hard to see quarterbacks like that, you know, where it's it's it is a it is a lot about their team around them. Um and to finish off this little this tier, um, I have Philip Rivers. I think that's, you know, in my opinion, it's generous to put him on there, but I know he's considered a hall, future Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. probably will be yeah. by a lot of people. But growing up uh, right outside of San Diego, um, people, I mean, I just, every Charger fan I knew hated him. So it, it, it's, <laughs> it was like one of those things where it, <laughs> it's hard sad. for me. It's hard for me to, to think of him as one of those, those face of the franchise kind of guys because, man, you know, Chargers fans are ruthless. I think yeah, they're just bitter because they traded the away Drew Brees. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. There's that's probably a big better. part of it. I'm sure. And yeah. after LT, after LT left, then it was just kind of that's yeah. Right. Who who do we got um, now? Ed but, Gates, LT. Yeah, which is another team. It's another reason I love, um, I love Herbert so much, and I love this Chargers team because it's like I grew up seeing a franchise 
just, I don't know, be so defeated and, and not have a lot to root for besides Ladanian. Um, and then, you know, Sean Merriman, mm-hmm. um, Gates and, and all those people. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, so I'm super excited for that. And then uh, the last two on this tier are Matt Ryan, great quarterback. He's, you know, he's arguably skill wise. He's, you know, one of the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, he made it to one Super Bowl. He's nearing, I think, the end of his career. Um, I think that he doesn't fit in as well to this, you know, this NFL that is so athletically, like the quarterbacks are so athletically inclined and they run and they, I don't know, I think he just, he's too one-dimensional in terms of that. Um, I know he's not the least, I think Phillip Rivers is the least mobile quarterback in the NFL, but he's still, he's, he's on the lesser <laughs> more, mobile side. <laughs> more mobile than Tom Brady? Yes. I think, I, we, I think we keep forgetting that Tom Brady's Tom Brady. in here. <laughs> hey, man, he's, no, got a, just, he's got a thousand just, rushing yards. It's the way Phillip Rivers runs. I mean, he has it, a thousand rushes like, for a thousand rushing yards, but. It looks you know, like it hurts okay. Phillip Rivers to run. And then, um, it hurts me to run. <laughs> and then the other one on this list is Alex Smith. I'm super stoked about him this year. Um, I've been saying it and I want to say it now before it actually happens. Um, if, the Washington football team makes the playoffs. If they make a run, if they make it to the Super Bowl, whatever, if they have any kind of like crazy success this season, I think this is just like begging for a movie to be made about them. If you think yeah. about it, they they don't have a name this year. They're just called the football team. They have um, a, a second overall pick who's really showing up. They have a quarterback comebacks like story of you know the year of and beyond time. with of Probably. all time. Yeah. yeah. He almost died. It's their the coach, comeback their coach had cancer. They're in the worst division, yeah. a losing record. It's just Disney. I mean, yeah. Disney's start riding. It's, yeah. it's called Disney's, uh, the football team or just football team. Disney's football. I team. love that. Yeah. And, uh, I'm saying I, I, I'm, it's just begging for a movie. So get on that guys. Uh, last one is the haven't really stuck. These are guys that not saying they're horrible quarterbacks. It's just people that I don't think anybody is super excited about them um, for like a, I don't know, like as like a face of the franchise, kind of like, hey, this is why we're doing well. You know, it's uh, Kirk Cousins, hmm. Nick Foles mm-hmm. slash Mitchell Trubisky, whoever they have. Mitch is great. <laughs> Derek Carr, Teddy Bridgewater, Jared Goff, Jimmy G, and Gardner Minshew. I like Gardner Minshew a lot, and I really wanted, I really still hope for the best for him. Yeah. Um, cause I think he's, he's a talented guy, but not enough consistency. Um, and if anybody wants to challenge that as listeners, as you guys, I'm just, I'm yeah. just thankful that you put Jared Goff in that, <laughs> that category. Because uh, maybe this is a good segue. I don't know. Into, I don't know uh, if into the, there's into, a Rams fan that hates Jared Goff more than me. Maybe not. <laughs> cause I think I've said it so many times that I hate him. The passion. Do you feel he's responsible for? No, I mean, this game was just bad in general. Um, the defense, I mean, the defense didn't, I mean, I think they had kind of an off day personally, um, just kind of watching some of the stuff that the Jets were doing. Like, Jameson Crowder should never be wide open. I don't, that was just strange to me. One of the best receivers in the league. Yeah, like, literally the only guy on the team that can do anything, and he's just wide open. Like, no one's near him for, like, 10 yards. I'm like, what? Yeah, Anyways. It, it, well, that was surprising, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a team loss. I mean, Jared Goff didn't really help the cause per se, you know, throwing a pick directly to the, you know, but that's, that's pretty standard. But, um, you know, uh, like, you know, at the end of the game, we're down by six points and we're driving and it's a, it's a nice drive. And, 
you know, Cam Akers actually runs for like a 25 yard touchdown, but there's like a, I think it was a block in the back by Higby, which Mm -hmm. didn't need to happen. And then we ended up kicking a field goal later in the game. We're driving again. And I think it's like, I mean, this is our last chance before I think they, I think they, I don't remember what happened. I wasn't really watching because I was so sad that we were (laughs) sucking, but um, another hold. So the, you know, there's a couple big plays that got, you know, called back and, just, I don't know. It seemed, oh, oh, okay. The, okay, maybe <laughs> there's a big portion of it that I think is Goff's fault. Not sure if it's a mixture of McVay or Goff, but that kind of that that duo, the last two play calls. We have like, it's like third and five. And we, you know. Oh, I remember this, yeah. I think it's like, right, it's like three minutes left in the game. Third and five. Just need to get a first down. You know, we're, we're making some good progress, right? Yeah, it's like, a, just, like on the 40 or something? Yeah, let's just get a first down, right? What do we do? We do a wheel route to Cam Akers, who's tightly covered. Okay. that The ball wasn't even close. So it doesn't matter. Okay, that's fine. You need know, okay. five, go for 40. Cam Akers yeah. looks surprised that... It, that yeah, it was... he wasn't ready. I'm like, what is... Okay, anyways. I'm just like <laughs> raging inside. Next play call. Got to get a first down. It's fourth down. 20 yard pass <laughs> and I think it was almost picked off too it was uh, the defender got a full hand on it yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like what like how hard is it to get like 5 yards I mean it's pretty difficult but like it's much harder to get like 20 yards like what like like okay when we look at like <laughs> just how the game was going Goff's not doing anything special not surprising we ran the ball actually pretty, you know, pretty well the second half. Why don't you know we have some of the best, you know, Cup, Woods, some of the best route runners. Why do we not just do a little dink and dunk, yeah, like we normally do? Yeah, but no, even, we're even trying like to a, go for a touchdown. Yeah, or I don't know what we're anything. trying to go. I, do we think we're going to ca- catch them off guard? They're obviously going to play man on man with with a safety over the top when they're just. Anyways, I was just raging. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, those receivers, uh, Woods and Cooper Cup, like, they're some of the best at yards after catch. So yeah. why not just get it in their hands? Just get it in their That's hands, it. even That's if it. it's even if it's before the you know first down line. Just get it in their hands. Let them push their way over the line. Um, that's one of the things that, you know, I'm going to throw my team in here. That's one of the things that I love about the chiefs. Like whenever it's third down situation, literally Travis Kelsey always gets the ball oh, yeah. and put, just pushes his way over the you line. It's happening. Yeah. 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 It, and, I mean, yeah. It's like, we need to stop. Like, I feel like there's too many times where we're, tra- we're, we're, we're putting Goff in the situation where he has to make the play. Mm-hmm. Like, those th- two throws, they weren't like the worst throws I've ever seen. They were, you know, they were okay. I think the the fourth down throw was actually, I think both were a little underthrown. But, um, like give it to our playmakers that actually can do something. Like yeah. I don't trust him to do anything really. Like he fumbles the ball all the time. You know, uh, uh, you know, defensive tackle is sitting on his chest. He has no idea there's pressure on him. You know, like he's like. He just, I don't think he knows what's going on most of the game. Yeah. He's just like, like, huh? So huh? Goff is on a huge contract right now, right? Yeah. It, do you think that that changes anything in the coming I, years? I mean, or? well, I mean, they can't, the, the issue, one of the issues is that we dumped so much draft capital picking up Ramsey mm-hmm. that like, 
you know, unless we, you know, unless we get a Tom Brady in the sixth round, like we're not going to, you know, find someone to replace him right away. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have Blake Bortles, we right? Do, uh, no, Is, we didn't resign oh, him. No? no, I don't even oh, We have um, Mannion. I don't know his first yeah, name. Yeah, stick with Goff. Sean Mannion. Sean Mannion, yeah. yeah. Or Mannion or whatever his last name is. But, yeah, we're going to stick with him, I, I imagine. Um, I think they need to kind of change how they approach games personally um, and trust him less and be like, okay, well, he's, to me, he seems more like an Alex Smith. I mean, he has mm-hmm. more, al- uh, more arm talent than Alex Smith. Alex Smith makes less mistakes. Um, but like, he's just a game manager. He's not, he shouldn't be expected to win a game, but it's also, it's it. I hate golf <laughs> for a lot of reasons, but you know, you can, I mean, one of the things that really like really bothers me is like the inconsistency. You look at, you know, the Rams chief chiefs games from two years ago. That was a great game. One of the best of all time. One of the best, man. I was I'm there. I'm sure you hated it. I yeah, I at got the end, at the very very the stadium. end. But like that's you know, I mean, one of the greatest games of all time. But like he was making, he was throwing dime passes. Yeah, like it was I'm impressive. Like, I'm like, dude, this guy is like the MVP. Like I was thinking that, like he's an MVP candidate. Last year he was tr- complete trash. This year he's like, anyways, I I could probably go on for like hours just like berating <laughs> off. But I'm gonna stop because the show must go on. Yeah, uh, Rams lose twenty three to twenty. It was the Jets' that first was, victory since Week Seventeen of yeah. twenty nineteen. It, it was embarrassing for most of the game. Like it, it looks like, oh man, that was kind of a close game. No, we were kind of losing. We were losing by at least ten points most of the game. Yeah, well, on the bright side, uh, losing that game wasn't so horrible for the Rams because the current playoff picture, uh, first round, the Seahawks would be playing the Buccaneers and the Rams would be playing the Washington Football Team. So maybe it's not all bad. Um, you know, I don't know what scenario, uh, is going to be playing out come the end of the season, but as of right now, it doesn't look horrible. Yeah. It doesn't look like a horrible first game. It sounds like Ethan and Troy really wanted that, uh, that wild card spot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Give me a take. Hey, give me a take. I want to hear a take from Tudernation. All right, I have got a take. Um, since it is takes miss, I figured let's go with a take that's going to be happening on Christmas. Yeah, a little Christmas gift to me if mm-hmm. my take goes right, and uh, if it goes wrong, then I'll just take it as uh, Sansa's giving me some coal. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to be taking nice. a look at the game happening on Christmas, uh, Friday, December 25th at 1:30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> We got the Vikings versus the Saints. And my take is that Alvin Kamara has more total scrimmage yards than Dalvin Cook. Ooh. Yeah. That's a fun take. Interesting. What what made you uh what made you give that take? So with Michael Thomas going on IR, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Alvin Kamara is the Saints' biggest weapon right now. Drew Brees isn't uh, you know, playing to his total ability i think he's still a little bit injured you know he lost like half of his ribs so he's still recovering (laughs) from that but alvin kamara has proven himself to be you know a threat in the running game a threat in the passing game dalvin cook is is uh you know this head first runner you know he'll he'll pile up 200 rushing yards in a game 
but I think that Alvin Kamara has that second threat. Um, that's just kind of, I, I think the saints are going to rely on him a lot more in this game. I think they need to, if they want to, you know, start kind of reversing, um, what the past couple of weeks have looked like and start getting those wins. And they have a lot to fight for right now. I think, I think they're the number two seed in the playoff picture or yeah, they're the number yeah. two seed. And, uh, in order to get to the number one seed, they got to surpass the Packers, which means they need a Packer loss mm-hmm. and they pretty much have to win out at this point. And so, um, Drew Brees is going to be a lot better if he's playing at home in a dome throughout the course of the playoffs. Um, so they really need that number one spot. So they gotta they gotta go to their boy Kamara and just rack up those yards. So you're saying all purpose yards? Right? All purpose yards. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I wanna be I wanna I wanna be clear because my initial thought was like, okay, I get that, you know, like Alvin, if I had to think of who has the most all purpose yards, I would think Alvin Kamara because of his his role in the receiving game. But just so you all know, all you listeners, the league leader for all purpose yards is Dalvin Cook with 1,833. Holy moly. Number two is Derrick Henry with mm. 1,793. And number three... How many of those are rushing? Like 1,793? Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, almost all of them. <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> le, yeah, for Derrick Henry for rushing, it's 1,679. Oh, my gosh. For receiving, he only has 114. Um, That's wild. And number three in all-purpose is Alvin Kamara wow. with, uh, with 1,500. Lights Kamara action. He's... Uh, He's gonna get the ball. He has yeah. about he has about equal rushing and passing yards. He has seven hundred seventy seven rushing, seven hundred thirty nine passing, and as far as rushing goes alone, um, Derrick Henry's a le- league leader with Dalvin Cook, number two. Alvin Kamara's not even on the top five yeah. for rushing. So this is actually a spicy take because according to statistics, Dalvin Cook gets more. Uh, all-purpose yards per game. So, um, yeah. so you, I like that. I like that. I do agree that, um, man. Yeah, the Saints got the Saints are looking to win. They want that by, um, especially after being knocked out back-to-back years by the Vikings. Yeah. in the playoffs, a l- little it's bit a of bad blood game. There. It is Minneapolis miracle. You are gone. Yep. What did they call your... the other one? Like this, the Kyle Rudolph catch or something? <laughs> what was that? Oh yeah, the. Wait, was it the Vikings Saints? Did the Vikings knock them out both years? Yeah. Dang. Or was it the no, Rams? No, no. Well, it was the, it was the Rams, the, right? Maybe the Vikings. Oh, maybe I mean, not maybe back to back. Maybe maybe they were maybe maybe the Rams got them in between those two years. But the Vikings last year? No, no. Out? Last year it was the Vikings. The year before that was it the Rams? Oh, yeah. yeah, the year yeah. before that. And then that. the year before that it was the Vikings. Yes. Yep. So wow. they both, just get robbed every so year. Technically, yeah, back to back times they met the Vikings in the playoff they got. Sucks to they say. got knocked out, but man. That'll be fun. Yeah. That'll be really yeah, fun. Be fun. We'll yeah. see how it goes. Let's hope it's a good Christmas. Yeah. Saints, you know, I think they're, yeah, Drew Brees looked a little rusty after this last game. If you want to speak to how you felt about yeah, that, I mean, that win. To be honest, I think that the Saints are a really good team. I mean, their defense is, is pretty phenomenal, but this really kind of opened my eyes to um, something regarding the Chiefs. And that is that the only way to beat the Chiefs is um, it's not on defense. You know, the Chiefs are going to score yeah. points on any defense. That's been proven by this week playing the Saints, who have one of the best defenses. True. And by last week playing Miami, who have one of the best defenses. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you can come in with your defense, and yeah, you'll you'll make some stops, but the Chiefs are still going to find ways to be the Chiefs, yeah. you know? But if you can 
honestly, the team that scares me the most is actually the Packers mm-hmm. because they're the highest scoring team alongside the Chiefs. I think it kind of goes back and forth week to week. Mm-hmm. But if the Packers, you know, come in and just dominate on offense, because the Chiefs don't have the best defense, they can, you know, hold teams uh, in, in, a, in a good match. But if the Packers come in and just have a wild game on offense, I think that they might be able to take out the Chiefs. But I think with an injured Drew Brees, um, you know, missing Michael Thomas, I think that there were a lot of things stacked against the Saints offense um, and they just weren't able to pull it off, you know? Yeah, it was yeah. a close game. Did it feel Did it feel like a three-point game? Like a- It didn't, um, mostly because that last touchdown from the Saints was late in the game. Sure. And so, you know, when you have a two-score lead and then they score late, you're still like, yeah, but you only have three points three minutes left <laughs> right. we have the ball we're gonna chew the clock you right. have no more timeouts left like you know it's pretty it's pretty cut and dry at that yeah. point so i would say drew Brees did look better the second half of the game first yeah. i mean he was i think he started like oh for six with one interception or mm-hmm. something which is a bad start for any quarterback in the whole world but um <laughs> at the end you were seeing him make some nice throws yeah again so you, you know granted his arm strength isn't what it used to be but you know still making those you know breeze like dimes um he still had three touchdowns on the game no yeah you know yeah 234 yards or something like that through the air and yeah so i you know he didn't look you know obviously a little rusty but he kind of got clicking again but man the chiefs are scary i mean the chiefs are scary for anybody i feel like you just it's just hard to match up with them it's hard to match that consistency you know i mean they they do the raiders play them tough you know, but uh, I don't know how it's, it's just the divisional opponent thing, you know, like it, it happens. I feel like in every division where this one team just kind of has your number because sure. they play you two yeah. times a yeah, year, sure. you know, they, they've seen Mahomes more than anyone else mm-hmm. and they have at least enough tools to kind of do something about it. Yeah, Denver. exactly. Yeah. They suck. Yeah. And, and I'm sure the, team. the teams draft based on that too. They, like they, they, Teams have been doing that for years where they draft players based on knowing um, oh, you know, Gruden it, does that. Exactly. Sure. You know, like I know the Seahawks, they, they picked up Jamal Adams because they felt that he could cover bigger players well, like uh, like George Kittle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so pe- people do it specifically. And that, that builds your team um, to face, a, you know, yeah. a divisional team twice a year. And so yeah. that, that makes sense that that their, their toughest op- op- opponent this whole year has been the Raiders because, yeah. you know, that's divisional. But um, I agree with you on that. The Packers... They look really scary. Like with the, they're they, good. They can, just, they can just put up points whenever they want to. Devontae Adams, they're, man, they're healthy too. They're yeah, like, their offense is healthy. Yeah, one of the few teams right now. Yeah. who are just they're just healthy. Yeah, and it's scary, especially if the playoffs run through them. Like they're they're, they're fourteen and two over the last uh, two seasons at home, um, which is which is ridiculous. And that's including that's including playoffs. They don't. They just they really don't lose at home. Uh, whereas the Chiefs, they don't really lose away games. They've won 11 straight now yeah. away. So, um, yeah, they're fun. perfect this year. Yeah, it'll be, fun. it'll be a fun like yeah, that'll be a fun matchup. It's gonna be a fun postseason. Watch. You know, it's actually I feel I almost feel like the AFC this year is maybe better than the NFC. Like I mean, aside from the Packers and the NFC, like I I I think the Saints are pretty good. This like according to the to the standings, it goes Packers, Saints, Seahawks. Um, I guess Washington football team, <laughs> Rams, Bucks, Cardinals. Um, I I love you know Seahawks are my team. I love them. I don't think that they are that terrifying of a team. 
um, like the Packers, like the Chiefs, like the Bills, like the Titans, even like the Browns when they get hot. Like I think that if you take a look at the AFC Chiefs, Steelers, Bills, Titans, Browns, Colts, and then Dolphins, that's to me that's like a a really um, solid. I'd be scared to play teams. any of those teams. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. even right under that, you have the Ravens exactly. sitting in the eight spot. Exactly, good old Ravens. Exactly, and and I would I would say the scariest teams in the NFC are the Bucks when they're good, the Rams when they get you know in a groove, um, and the Packers. And I mean, I and then obviously I would I would feel like the Seahawks when they get it together, which has been kind of like I haven't seen an incredible game from them in a little while. Like I know they they did well against the Jets, but. Um, Man, I, I, I just, I don't know. The AFC looks like it's going to be a really good uh, postseason playoff game um, schedule, but I don't know. That's just kind of my, that's just kind of my take. Yeah. I've been loving watching the Bills too. They're, uh, man, they've been so underrated the past Josh couple Allen. years. And they're electric. They're, they're, yeah. They're gamer. putting it together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of takes. Give me a take. Hey, give me a take. I want to hear a take from Turnation. Ooh. My take is that I'm never going to make a take ever again. <laughs> so before I even start, I need to address what happened Let's this past Sunday. Okay. First of all, well, the first thing I want to mention is that, well, we already talked about it, but the Rams lost to the Jets. I, I'm embarrassed as a fan. But that makes the Seahawks win look a lot better. It does. Yeah. It does. The previous week. Yeah, yeah. They, they blasted him. Anyways, um, okay, so a couple things. Last week, before I get to the main, my main thing, but um, last week I picked the the Rams as the shoe-in tutter. I try not, I try, this this whole season I've tried not to, to pick like, you know, guaranteed wins because I'm like, I don't want to be that guy who's like, oh, I'm, you know, 16-0 and because I've, you know, picked when the Chiefs are playing the Bengals and, you know what I mean, like games like that where it's like, okay. Clearly, you know you're you're picking the the heavy favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I picked I picked the Rams to to tutter the to tutter the the Jets, and I was wrong. So my team lost. My tutter was wrong, and then my it would have been an immaculate take <laughs> if it if it finished. I I think I, I think it was like week five, week six of this season. I said. The Jets are going to go zero and sixteen. Yep. Um, and we had a couple scares, but you know, help you know, but it was against you know, kind of crappier teams like the Patriots and whatnot. And this week it it's over, and so it's the literally the worst week of my entire life. <laughs> I drank myself to sleep last night. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I didn't. Um, don't drink; it's bad for you, um, kids. Because it's for the kids. That's what Troy says. Family show. Although I don't know if any kids actually listen. I hope they don't. But um, especially not after what you just said. And they don't have any money, so <laughs> I don't want them to listen because they won't ever give us any money. Um, a t-shirt. But they have yeah. parents with money. They do, but we don't have like Fortnite skins to sell them, so they won't. They won't give us their money. Anyways, new Tutter Nation Fortnite skins. Hey, Fortnite hey. skins. Check them in the Tutter <laughs> Nation store. Like your your little guy is us. Uh, it's a cow. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so honestly, if I ever t- have a take, no one should ever listen to me. Tutter, shutter, pick for the week, done, nothing. Should never listen to me. That's my my advice moving forward. I do have a take for um, 
Take Smith. Take Smith. Yeah. Um, my phone's being really slow, um, but my take is going. Actually, ooh. Um, this is actually. Mm, <laughs> I don't. Ethan what? loves doing the ASMR, man. Yeah. You just. <sighs> what loads though? I want to. I want to point it's out. Actually, not loading. Uh oh. It's just a blank screen. Well, while he oh. figures it, while he figures it out, I want to. I want to note that one of his takes. So we we're kind of giving half points for takes now. Um, Christian. Uh, oh, uh, sorry. Troy predicted that the Bears would be 500. He just predicted it for that would happen on the wrong week. Um, so he got a half point for that. I, I predicted that Jalen Hurts would be the Eagles starting QB, but that just had like I just predicted the wrong week, so I got a half point. And Ethan predicted that Mitchell Trubisky would be back as a starter for the Bears. He just got the wrong week, so half point. <laughs> I like, by so like eight weeks. We're all tied at a half <laughs> point because a lot of these takes are uh, end of the year kind of takes, but. Um, but just wanted to give you credit, credit on that one. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Um, you know what my take's going to be? It's going to be that the Miami Dolphins make the playoffs, baby. Ooh. They're going to get that spot over the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. I didn't look at the schedule. I'm just, you know, at this point in time, I'm just, who even cares? Who even cares what stats mean? Yeah. Because I've been wrong. Anything. I've been wrong. But I, I'm I'm going with my Mary takes miss take is that the <laughs> Miami Dolphins led by Tua. Yeah. Even though I'm not a big fan of him as a quarterback. I <laughs> know you're not. <laughs> are going to make the playoffs over Lamar. I can't throw the ball. Jackson. Ooh, throw in some I shade like also. Oh, so I'll throw shade at Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I mean, phenomenal athlete. It's just, you take away the run. He can't really do much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Santa's so. taking some dubs down to Miami. Hey. That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, Santa's taking some devs, baby. <laughs> Throw them up on a palm tree. Merry Christmas. So for the final two games for the Dolphins, they are playing <clears throat> the Ra- sorry, the Raiders and the Bills. God. Which is a uh, I mean, I think that they, I think they can beat <laughs> who the Ravens play. <laughs> the Ravens, hold on. The Ra- and the like Ravens the Bengals and they have Jets. This, so Ra- Ravens and Dolphins have the same record. Dolphins have a tiebreaker, I think, maybe because of their divisional games. Um but they have the same record at uh, nine and five, I believe. Yes. Yeah, so, um, and the Ravens' schedule last two games are the Giants and the <laughs> Bengals. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Is there any? I, I mean, you can't no, take I'm your take back. No, I, I, I'm confident in it. You I know, like I'm it. confident in the in the Dolphins' defense. We'll just go with that. Yeah. And maybe all the Ravens team can go on the COVID list again. Yeah. Maybe it's because you know you were going with likely takes. And now you need an unlikely take. Yeah. And this feels pretty unlikely, but... uh, I mean, I I have to erase the memory of just the worst week of takes of all time. And so I have to, (laughs) I have to go big, you know, that's, it's Christmas, you know, you gotta go big. You gotta spend all your money, go into huge amounts of debt just for Christmas. (laughs) Also bad financial advice. Do not do that. Yeah. That's a life take for you right there. Life take. Don't do that. (laughs) Oh, but I mean, boy. it's if, if they do have the tiebreaker, that helps you. So hey, if the Dolphins, if this week both the, go if, two and zero, right? If they both go two and zero, that work that that works. If the Dolphins win this week and the Ravens lose, it's automatic. It's a lock. You got it. Man. You did it already. So fantastic. That's that's all. That's all we can hope for at this point. Um, 
Come on, Giants. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's your other... Hey. Yeah. Hey. You're rooting for the G-Men. Hey, so. dude. I need the Giants to win. This is just... So many layers to this take. Again, <laughs> I need to stop doing this. This is just bad, because then I just get everything wrong all at the same time. Ah, I need some therapy. Dude, it's, it's so weird, just the position that we're in. I mean, we kind of could have predicted it at the beginning of the year, the fact that the NFC East would have... You know, every team could still do it. You know, I mean, it is tough for the Eagles at this point after after losing uh, to the Cardinals. But yeah, Giants five and nine, Cowboys five and nine, Washington Football Team six and eight. Two games left. Whoa! Anything can happen. I mean, anything is possible. <laughs> so I mean, I I would definitely hold on to hope. Um, but man, this this was this was a fun week. Um, you know, glad we got to talk about it. If there's any specific team, any games that you want us to go over, if you want to like to be like, hey, this game's coming up, I want you guys to talk about it or whatever, shoot us a message, leave us a review, five stars, please, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Um, this has been uh, this has been Takesmans. This has been um, our time of the year where we give takes freely. So. We want you to join us on that. Send us your takes. Um, send us your takes on takes. Maybe for our New Year's episode, we'll review maybe some takes that Ooh, were sent to fun. us yeah, and some, some that we had. Um, but uh, thank you guys for listening so much. Uh, yeah, make sure to send, uh, say a prayer for Troy that he feels better. Um, but thanks for listening, guys. We love you. And we out. <laughs>